Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. The Salinas River is still at risk of flooding, but authorities now say it may not be quite as bad as they had been predicting. In a news conference yesterday, Monterey County Sheriff Tina Nieto says the river is still surging and is expected to flood in the coming days. I just want to remind you, as you look around, this is John Steinbeck's Salinas Valley. And John Steinbeck actually wrote about in East of Eden, how dangerous this river can be at times. He talked about, it's not a pretty river, but it's our only river here in the Salinas Valley. And during the wet weathers, the river can become very dangerous, but during the dry season, it can just become sandbars. And I think our public forgets that, how dangerous the Salinas River actually can be. Sheriff Nieto says while the Monterey Peninsula may not become an island, the flooding danger remains along the river from southwest Chular to Spreckles and the River Road Corridor to the Salinas River Lagoon. Residents in those areas have been warned that essential services could be cut off due to the flooding, and essential roadways could be inaccessible. A series of evacuation orders and warnings remain in effect for low-lying areas near the Salinas River. The river is expected to crest near Spreckles later this afternoon, although it will likely be at least two feet lower than had previously been forecasted. The intense rains have flooded farm fields across the state, forcing farm workers to stay home, which for most means no pay. KPCC's Leslie Berenstein Rojas reports. Oxnard farm worker Fidel Panfilo Rodriguez says he's been unable to work since last week. He described the strawberry field where he works. Speaking in Misteco, he told us through a translator that the rows of berries were covered in water and you couldn't even park a car in the lot. He said his employer told workers they'll be advised once it's okay to go back. Jorge Toledano with the Misteco Indígena Community Organizing Project says while some farms have stayed open, those with low-lying crops, like strawberries, have suffered, as have the workers who've had to stay home. He says they're worried about how they'll pay for rent and food. And because many farm workers are undocumented, he says, they can't get unemployment. Some fields are drying out now, but that could change since more rain is on the way. For the California Report, I'm Leslie Berestein Rojas. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. This week, a murder in Mendocino County. Sam Anderson was surprised to hear a high school friend from New Jersey was accused of murder in connection with an illegal marijuana operation in Mendocino County. Magazine host Sasha Coca spoke with Anderson about his wild experiences reporting on what really happened for his podcast, Crooked City, The Emerald Triangle. So you basically decide you're just going to get in your car and come out here to California and you get to Mendocino County and you're kind of an outsider. Yeah. And I had a lot of trepidations about that because I knew going into it that this was going to be a difficult story to report because most of the subjects or potential subjects would be outlaws, right? These are folks engaged in illegal drug dealing and Now, marijuana is legal in California. We don't think of it that way, right? But back then, you know, these were still folks who were very closely guarded about what their activities were and were not friendly to outsiders. I had talked to a couple people who had experience out there, and they were like, don't tell anyone you're a journalist. Good luck with that, man. You ever been to the bar in Laytonville? No. You'll get chased the f*** out. It's no joke out there. I was like, oh, God, what am I supposed to do? Plus, being a podcaster, you know, I'm walking around with this big microphone, right? And one of the first places I wanted to go was this local bar called Wheels Cafe. I knew that Jeff Settler, the victim of this homicide, hung out there a lot. And I thought it would be a great place to start. I step out of the car and pray that my jersey plates aren't visible. Out on the porch are a number of characters who definitely look like they've spent a lot of time in the woods. As I draw closer, they turn their gaze to meet me. There's one guy with messy blonde dreadlocks rolling a huge joint. Another man is drinking a beer while fingering the hilt of a very long and dangerous looking knife hanging from his belt. I step into the bar, suddenly feeling very self-conscious about my buzz cut and my jeans that are a little too tight and definitely too clean for this place. As the bartender pours me a beer, I spot another guy lingering in the corner on his own, staring off into space. He's tall and lanky, wearing a bright yellow tie-dye shirt. Out of everyone, he seems the least threatening. So I walk over and ask him, how's your day going? He looks up at me with glassy blue eyes, as if awakening from a dream. I'm okay, he says. I was just at the cemetery, paying my respects to an old friend who was killed in this town. I ask him, Who's your friend? He responds, Jeffrey Settler. Wow, you got lucky right away when you walked into that bar. Yeah, I I really, really did. Uh, The very first person I met in Laytonville was friends with the guy who was murdered. You know, I kind of was like, wow, maybe this town really is just incredibly tiny. 
You can hear more about what Sam Anderson found in Laytonville on this week's California Report magazine. Tune in on your public radio station or download the magazine's podcast. And that's the California Report for Friday, January 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom, Juan Carlos Lara, Amanda Stupai, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a good day. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 